0: Hey guys, and welcome to, is it just me the safe space podcast where we discuss being human and connect over stuff that makes us feel alone. Every episode will tackle validating the human experience to show you just how awesome, sane, and not alone you really are. My name is Kaylin West. All right, let's do this thing. Hello, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> um, this is episode one. It is a maiden voyage of a oh, journey that has been a long time coming. And I'm so super happy to be getting this started. And I'm really grateful that you're joining me today. Um, my name is Kaylin West. Uh, I guess I can tell you a little bit about me. Um, I am an actor, singer, dancer, living locally in New York City. I'm originally from Salt Lake City, Utah. I am the oldest of three daughters. I have a superhuman, uh, awesome mother. Um, I have an amazing boyfriend. Uh, I have curly hair, which is awesome. Uh, I'm a Virgo. Uh, I love yoga. I write poetry. Uh, And I'm currently reading Moby Dick. (laughs) So there you go. There's some little tidbits about me. Um, And then tidbits about this podcast. So I've had this brainchild in my head for the better part of maybe three years now. And I call it, is it just me? Because I'm basing this concept on a feeling that we're, I can, you know, pretty confidently guess that everyone is familiar with. That feeling of, oh, is it just me? Or is anybody else feeling this weird thing? Or is anybody else thinking this weird thing? And we only think it's weird because we think it's weird. (laughs) You know? But it makes you feel isolated, it makes you feel scared, it makes you feel like you're alone. And then you happen to be talking to someone and suddenly they're like, wait, no. I feel that too. Oh my God, I think that too. (gasps) And both of you have this like excited moment where you realize that you're not the only one who is thinking the crazy thoughts that are inside your brain and both people just, you know, exhale and breathe like a huge sigh of relief. So this show is based on that feeling (laughs) because I love that feeling. I think it's a good feeling. I think it's a validating feeling. I think it's a liberating feeling. So I aim with this show to create more of that and help you find more of that and within that feeling discover some stuff inside yourself so there you go there's the (laughs) introduction and rough parameters of this show and now I guess we can jump right into it so welcome this is episode one of is it just me first topic Is it just me, or is fear a backseat driver? Okay, you're all probably familiar with fear. Not probably, definitely. No human being can be alive and not experience fear. Fear can be daunting. Fear can be overwhelming. Fear can be paralyzing. Fear can be sickening but it doesn't have to be. And over the course of this first episode, I'm gonna tell you why and hopefully I'm gonna give you some tools uh, and show you why. So we're gonna go in a series of steps because like I said, I'm a Virgo and I like lists and I like steps (laughs) and bullet points. My life consists of bullet points and I'm not ashamed. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) step one in this Adventure with your fear is redefining your emotions. Okay, fear is simply an emotion, and emotions are like clouds. They come and they go. Emotions are like the present weather conditions, while your perspective and general headspace are like the general climate of the area. Does that make sense? So emotions like fear (laughs) can feel daunting, overwhelming uh, when we forget that they're just clouds passing through the sky. They tend to jump in and fill us up and it can be difficult to zoom out and see anything but that main emotion. But we have to remember that they are temporary and that they pass. You are not your emotions. You just have emotions. So knowing that we can begin to redefine our relationship with our emotions. But of course only one emotion at a time, por favor, because that would be too much all at once. So we're starting with fear. We're going to focus on fear because I think that tackling and getting to know our fear is a really good starting point for a lot of issues in our lives. And while this podcast is going to deal with a lot of those issues in our lives, I think it's good to begin with fear. So, step two, redefining your fear. Fear is friend, not foe. <laughs> I was so proud of myself when I came up with that. <laughs> um, so, fear is your friend. It is not your enemy. I once had a life coach... Uh, tell me fear is an invitation to grow and it's stuck with me ever since. It is so completely true because I mean think about it fear alerts you when an unknown is around yeah and the unknown is usually You know, something that you're not familiar with. Duh. Hence the definition of unknown. It's something you're not familiar with. It's something you haven't tried. It's something that is outside your comfort zone. Thus, if you venture into it, you have the potential to grow. Uh, As human beings, the fear of the unknown is, in my opinion, our greatest hurdle. So once again, it's why we're beginning with it. But fear doesn't always mean necessarily that there's danger. Especially when we're talking about like fear of relationships, of being vulnerable, of taking risks, uh, of putting yourself out there, of trying something new, etc. I am not referring to the fear of engaging in or putting yourself in physical harm's way. That is totally different if you feel fear because you're standing on a cliff edge. It's probably good to listen to that fear. We are not talking about that kind of fear. Okay. (laughs) Just gonna be very clear about that. Okay. But with all other types of fear, it can be super helpful to practice checking in with your reality, taking stock of the facts, not your presumptions or your projections, but the actual facts around you to see if there's any real danger. And if not, then you're probably okay to explore. I mean, most of the time, fear just means that you're bumping up against an unknown, however big or small. I'll give you an example of what I mean from my own life. So when I was first dating my boyfriend, uh, I have had a past of a lot of hurt. And some like abandonment stuff. And so there's a lot of things that kind of trigger me or trigger my old baggage and trigger my old hurts. Um, But what I've really been working on, A, with myself, B, with my relationships, is recognizing okay, is this fear old? Does this come from an old place or is it relevant to my given, you know, present circumstances? And so at many points throughout our relationship early on, you know, I would get triggered and I would get scared. Uh, scared of our relationship and scared of what was going on. And every time I would have to, I mean, check in with myself to see if it was real or not. Like I'd go through and ask myself, like, okay, does he treat me wonderfully? Yes. Does he consider me a priority? Yes. Does he follow through? Is he reliable? Yes. Do is he kind? Yes. You know all those things. Go through the the checklist, whatever you have designated for yourself, but check in and. F- actually look around and go okay is there any actual danger and if there isn't then that fear is a relatively harmless fear because it's just a fear of an of an unknown do you see what I mean I hope that I'm being clear in that uh explanation so another way to describe fear I've recently begun playing Breath of the Wild. It is a video game featuring the character Link, whom many of you might know. My boyfriend is turning me into a game addict. I don't know who I am anymore. (laughs) But Link walks around this giant, beautiful world, trying to find these magical shrines. And these shrines give him special powers and spirit orbs. They're like, little achievement awards for overcoming obstacles and side note the level of positive reinforcement that I've been getting from some of these games I've been playing is like super healing and it's making up for all the positive reinforcement I like didn't get when I was younger and I think that we should all be receiving awards for our efforts And perseverance as much as these frickin video game characters are because that's awesome and that's not fair and human beings need (laughs) affirmation all the time (laughs) the nerdiest thing I've ever said in my life and I love it oh my boyfriend would be so proud okay anyway So, in order to find these shrines, he has this device attached to his hip that beeps whenever a shrine is around, okay? Your fear is like that device. It beeps and makes a stink to get your attention when a shrine, aka an opportunity for growth and progress, is nearby. I've never been so proud of an analogy. Okay. Step number three. Developing... A relationship with your fear. We have to develop a relationship with our fear. Learning to have that relationship with your fear changes absolutely everything. You just have to remember that you're the one who's driving the car. You're the boss. And by engaging with your fear as you would a friend or a partner in crime, if you will, You actually shift the power back into your hands by engaging with your own fear and listening to it, not running away from it, by listening to it with compassion and patience, you actually calm it down. And I've experienced this firsthand. It's very counterintuitive because you think, oh, the fear is coming and it's going to get me. But I promise you that once you like slow down for a second and actually like let it sit at the table and let it talk and listen, it actually chills out. Like think about your emotions as you would children. Sometimes they just need to cry and be heard, (laughs) you know, but and by showing them understanding support and love, you're actually showing a part of yourself understanding support. And love. But we'll get into that and the benefits of that another time. So, step four don't let fear drive the car. Once you've figured out how to redefine your emotions, redefine your fear, and cultivate a relationship with your fear, and once you've figured out the beginnings of nurturing it like a child, Don't let it drive the car. (laughs) You wouldn't let a child drive an actual car, right? Well, just like a child, our individual emotions are undeveloped and inexperienced when it comes to life navigation. They offer insight and clues as to the choices that we make, but they're not qualified to drive the car. Does that make sense? You are the adult. You are responsible for driving the car. One of the most common and pervasive ways in which we typically allow fear to run amok driving our car is, in my opinion, in our thoughts. And where this gets dangerous is, again, in my humble opinion, I believe that our thoughts are, are seeds. They directly plant, feed, and manifest Our reality. So fear or any other rogue emotion definitely should not be driving the thought car. A good example of this, to put it into like day-to-day applicable terms, I want you to think of what-if statements. What-ifs generally plague and paralyze us, right? I mean, I would... (laughs) Pretty confidently guess that the majority of us, you know, wake up or go to bed at night going, what if, what if this, what if that, uh, and and it freaks you out. Like, those are pretty common. Everybody has those, you know. What if I'm not good enough? What if I fail? What if no one likes me? Well, what if, what ifs are only as scary as you make them? Seriously, though. How are you finishing that sentence? Because those two words, what and if, have no value by themselves. None. They don't mean anything. What counts is what you plug in after them. So say you allow yourself to think, what if I'm not good enough? What if I fail What if no one likes me? Listen closely, and you've just said, I'm not good enough. I fail, and no one likes me. Is that really what you want to be saying to yourself? I mean, what would it feel like instead to say, What if I am worthy of love and respect? What if I succeed? What if I'm good enough and then some? Already just saying those words out loud, those words out loud makes me well, I'll be totally honest. It makes me feel like I want to cry. <laughs> but it makes me feel awesome. It makes my stomach start to sparkle and glow. I would highly recommend trying it. Write down three positive, uplifting, empowering what-ifs and then read them out loud to yourself and see how you feel. Just try it as an experiment. You can write three, as many as you want, doesn't matter. But that simple little phrase can be used for good or evil. It can inspire you or it can cage you. It can brighten your life or it can darken everything. Either way, it will do whatever you use it to do. The phrase itself is meaningless until you finish the sentence. Capiche? Okay, that brings us to step five. Taking responsibility for your garden. Okay, this is all about choices. Trust me, we're going to talk a lot about choices on this podcast. (laughs) How we think, what we feel, what we do. It is all our responsibility. Think about your mind like your own personal garden, okay? Whatever you plant and feed in your garden will grow. Positive or negative, flower or weed, whatever you decide to plant, feed, and manifest there will grow, I promise you. So if there's a stunning patch of flowers in there, all full of color and joy and sunshine and hummingbirds, you did that. And if there's a path of footprints, crushing petals and leaves down into the dirt... You did that. The bad news. We are responsible for the state of our garden. Nobody else is. So if you've ever felt driven to point a finger and blame someone else for your internal world, I'm sorry to tell you that your finger has nowhere else to land but on your own self. The good news. We are responsible for the state of our own garden. We have the power to create and to change whatever we freaking please. Nobody else has that power or that right. And if they try, you can just laugh in their face. Do you want to know what's the even better news? It doesn't matter what kind of gardener you've been up until this point. What's past is past. It's done. It's over. You can't touch it or do anything about it. But we each have an opportunity to make a new and different choice in each new present moment. We are not doomed to our past mistakes. You are not doomed to repeat your past. I promise you. The questions will always simply be, Will you assume the responsibility for your own car, your own what-ifs, and your own garden? Will you choose thoughts that build your garden or destroy it? And will you or your fear be driving the car? (laughs) Okay. So the super easy and simple way to start taking back your car if you discover that Somebody else unqualified has been driving it. The super easy and simple way to start taking it back is number six. Just start paying attention. Simple as that. This little step can honestly apply to anything and everything that we're working on internally or externally. Everything. Just simply start by paying attention. That's all you have to do. The best ways to do this, in my experience, the ways that I like, are one, getting quiet, sitting still, slowing down, breathing, listening. Number two, journaling. Every day if you can, but at least whenever you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed and definitely when you're feeling scared. Don't worry about crafting your entries into these vibrant and dramatic novels of expression. Just, you know, write what you feel. Just write what you're thinking. Just word vomit onto the page. You know, freely. Don't judge it. Just get it out. And then three, talk to yourself. (laughs) I know it sounds bananas. Whatever. Who cares if it does? I know. But it's one incredibly effective way to figure out exactly what's going on on the inside of you. And it's a very effective tactic then for making changes. I find that when I force myself to talk out loud... It forces me to put my thoughts into coherent sentences and then I very quickly can feel what's true and what's not true. There have been many times where I've actually surprised myself by the things that I say and those are incredibly value, valuable to notice. It's all about noticing. All you have to do at first is notice. Notice. In terms of fear, notice when it starts trying to get your attention. Notice how you react to it and how you treat your fear. That's a big one. Notice, really try and pay attention to how you treat your fear, how you treat your emotions when they come up. That's a, that's a big thing. Again, to be talked about more. But notice what words you're using to complete those what-if sentences. Yeah? And then notice if you're able to pause and make a different choice. And that's kind of cool when you start practicing that. Okay. So to begin wrapping all of this up, I just want to emphasize there is no success. There is no failure. There is only curiosity and fascination. Okay? Curiosity and fascination. I learned this concept from two dear friends of mine, Mark and Jamie. What up, guys? (laughs) Um, They, aside from being incredibly talented in a myriad of ways, uh, they together run a community-building group centered around the basics of partner dancing uh, called Partner Up. I participated in it for the first time last year with little but nerves and excitement in my gut. I was really scared to uh, get involved with this group. Uh, Only I discovered that it was exactly what I needed. Uh, The prospect of showing up gave me great fear, but I followed through and it catalyzed a change in me that I honestly was not anticipating. Didn't know I needed it, didn't know I was going to get it, So grateful that I did it. The very first day of the course, they taught us to replace all of our sorries with fascinating. And I think this concept is so beautiful. So instead of beating ourselves up or apologizing when we made a mistake, which is inevitable, we simply replaced that reaction with fascinating what just happened there what can I learn how can I grow it's so simple but it freaking shook my world mistakes are inevitable mistakes are how we learn mistakes are achievements to be proud of and get little video game world awards over (laughs) my boyfriend would be so proud Because they prove, irrevocably, that at least we were in the ring fighting for something, daring greatly, thank you, Brene Brown, trying something new, taking a risk, acting out of courage, not out of fearlessness, because courage does not exist without fear. But in spite of our fear. Fear will always be present. So when you feel the fear of doing something new or unknown start to cloud the air around you, instead of buckling and shying away from it, I challenge you to lean in. Try to hold your fear's hand and together lean in to discover the depth, the ache, and the joy of experiencing something that transforms you. None of life will be without pain. Trust me. But the knowing of that pain can only deepen our knowing of happiness. Trust me operating from a place of sheer curiosity will set you free okay well I think that is more than enough to chew on for our first episode I don't know about you but I'm pretty proud of us one down many more to come as always take what resonates leave the rest and remember that it's a marathon not a sprint Thank you so 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 much for joining me. Share, like, subscribe if you feel so motivated and I will see you next time. Mwah. Bye-bye.